moved from the bedroom to this place, but it did not. He was aware of every crawling second, the heat of the day, the bone chill of the night. Nikolai had grown accustomed to creature comforts. He was not used to hunger, to fear, to darkness. He might have tried to walk home had he any idea which direction it was. All he saw was nothingness on every side. After several days, Nikolai thought he would go mad. He tried to mark the time by gouging the ground with a stick every sunrise. His hair and beard grew, his pajamas became tattered. He feared he was wasting away. Time and again he called out for the figure, finally screaming maniacally for hours, I will die of hunger! Nikolai lost all track of time, not sure whether he had missed a day or two or added marks too often. At the end of a month, He lay in a fetal position, his bones protruding, his teeth filmy. He rocked and wept, willing himself to die. Hours and days passed long after he believed the forty days were up, until he despaired of ever being rescued. He slept for long periods, waking miserable, filthy, trembling, utterly surrendered to his fate. He had a good run, he told himself. At twenty-four, he was already one of the most promising, revered men in the world. He didn't deserve this. Finally, at long last, the robed man reappeared. Nikolai tried to muster the strength to attack, to harangue, but the spirit again lifted a finger and shook his head. Are you the chosen one? Nikolai nodded, still believing he was. Look around you. Bread. Nothing but stones. Nikolai rasped, cursing the man. If you are who you say you are, tell these stones to become bread. You mock me. The spirit did not move or speak. All right, Nikolai shouted. Stones, become bread. Immediately the rocks all around him became golden brown and steaming. He fell to his knees and lifted one to his nose with both hands. He thrust it to his mouth and began to devour it. I am a god, he said, his mouth full. Are you god? Suddenly Nikolai stood at the top of the temple in Jerusalem, warm bread still in his hand. I am, he said. I am that I am. If you are, throw yourself down and you will be rescued. Shuddering, wasted, standing barefoot in tattered silk, Nikolai felt full of bread and full of himself. He smiled. He threw himself off the tower of the temple. Hurtling toward the rocky temple mount, he never once lost faith in himself or the promise of the spirit. Twenty feet from impact, he began to float, landing on his feet like a cat. Suddenly, Nikolai and the spirit were at the top of a mountain, barefoot in the snow. The air was frigid and thin, and Nikolai felt his chest heaving, fighting for enough oxygen to keep him alive. From here, you can see all the kingdoms of the world. Yes, I can see them all. They are yours if you but kneel and worship me, your master. Nikolai dropped to his knees before the spirit. My Lord and my God, he said. When Nikolai opened his eyes... He was back in his bed. That the experience had been real was borne out by his own stench and filth and ratty garments. He staggered from his bed and noticed a sheet of paper under the door. It was in Viv Ivan's flowing script. Shower, 
change and come down, beloved. Barber, manicurist, masseuse, and cook are here and at your service. Chapter 1 The white Bentley glided beneath the canopy over the veranda of the most expansive estate in Romania. From the two-story foyer, Nikolai Carpathia watched through the draperies as the driver and a security guard stepped quickly from the vehicle. The driver stood next to his door. The guard hurried to the opposite back door, awaiting Carpathia. Both, Nikolai knew, bore compact Uzis beneath their uniforms. The approach of the car had triggered a coded signal inside the house and brought one of the maids hurrying to the door. She slowed, then stopped when she saw Nikolai at the window. I have it, Gabriella, he said without turning. He could see her bowing and retreating in the reflection. He had to admit it was out of character for him to be...